0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I'm an editor at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as always, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland.
0: I just got parole. I'm just 25 years old. I'm your ice cream man, so you better look out for me. <laughs> uh,
1: that didn't sound like a Scooter Crunch to me. No.
0: Uh, we're going to talk today about ice cream sandwiches, but not the tasty chili treat that can give you an ice cream headache. Oh, no. This can give you a headache of a totally different nature. <laughs> let's just that's just guesswork that's, by me. Yeah, I was going to say. I haven't say. actually used it yet. Um, now, we're talking about the latest build as of the recording of this podcast, the latest build of Android's mobile op- – or Android's operating system. It is a mobile operating system. Uh, it would officially be Android 4.0. Yes, ice cream sandwich. Yeah, if you are not familiar with the Android operating system, this is, of course, the smartphone and tablet operating system that Google produces. Uh, and ever since they got out of alpha and beta, they've named their various builds after tasty desserts. Yes. So we had cupcake, donut, eclair, froyo, gingerbread, and honeycomb up to now. Honeycomb, honeycomb. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, so <laughs> the nice, neat thing about ice cream sandwich to me, or what I think is kind of interesting is that, okay, you, you remember when honeycomb debuted, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was some excitement, but there was also some grousing because Google already has a bit of a black eye about all the different versions of Android that are out on the market.
1: Right. Yeah. They're, uh, well, it depends on what phone that you have too because some of them uh, – it's, it's easy to find a good deal on an Android phone. Yeah. But you'll find out in a lot of cases that you are – one or more versions of the operating system behind the cutting edge, yes, um, and a lot of people were finding uh you know hey i I got Android, and it turns out that it's not as uh the the phone isn't as robust and can't handle as advanced an operating system right, and so people are out there with a variety of different kinds of phones uh running a variety of different operating versions of the Android operating
0: system, yeah, so like this This is one of the things that really differentiates Android from iOS and Apple's approach, yeah, because Apple is in charge of of uh, uh, pr- creating the hardware and the software. Mm-hmm. So it's a marriage between hardware and software where the hardware is going to support the software because it was designed to do so from the ground up and vice versa. The software is designed to work on that hardware yeah to to, to optimize for that hardware. So Apple, in a way, you know, their system it means that you don't have as much choice really. You have the latest iPhone that you can purchase or you can purchase an iPhone that's usually a generation or maybe two generations older. Yeah. But um but they're all iPhones. You know, it's all going to have the form factor that is common across that generation of hardware. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to find any variation beyond that. But but it does mean that and uh, you know, you're less likely to be outpaced by the operating system uh, at least significantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, older versions of the iPhone are not able to run the the current version of iOS. Right. But uh, because contracts come up and usually two years in in the United States, uh, the think, thinking process is: well, you're not going to be you know left behind for very long because once your contract's up, then you can upgrade to the latest handset and you'll be able to use the latest operating system. Right. Google it's different because Google does not create. Right now, it's own hardware, right? It uh, even though there is the the possibility that Google will purchase uh, Motorola Mobility. And so maybe in the future, we will see that happen right now. That's not the way it works. The way it works is that various handset manufacturers across multiple uh, countries and carriers, are creating devices that run Android? Mm-hmm. So some of those devices can run Android up to a certain point, but beyond that, they aren't capable of running Android because the operating system's uh, resource demands are greater than what the hardware can provide mm-hmm. So, for example, some of the earliest Android phones that came out had a upper limit of Android one point six. They couldn't go beyond that. now we're we're talking about Android four in this podcast. so you you can see that you would be left far behind right. So, because multiple manufacturers are making these handsets, they're coming out all the time. You know, an iPhone, a new iPhone comes out in general between twelve and eighteen months, as mm-hmm. we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, a new Android phone comes out every couple of weeks, right?
1: It seems like seems so. Like, well, especially right now, as at the time we're recording this podcast, we've had some very high-profile uh, devices released in the last. Two weeks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So in that case, you could go out, purchase your brand new Google phone with its, with the, the highest running operating system that you can get at on that phone at that time. Mm -hmm. And then two weeks later, you could find out that there's a new phone that's just been released that even makes the one you just purchased look, uh, you know, well, it may not look pathetic. That would be going too far, but it it may, yeah, it may not have as, it may not be as fully featured. Right. As the newest phone, mm-hmm. so that can be very frustrating well google 's had a lot of criticism directed to it because or directed at it i guess I should say right. that uh, because it had uh, you know it it had created this this operating system where there were so many different versions out there on the market. not all of this is google 's fault but that it created something that we call fragmentation,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where you know you could have t- three or four people all with Google devices get in a room together and realize that no two of them are running the same version of the operating system,
1: right? Mm-hmm. And
0: then you get on top of that, you got things like uh, uh, you've got the ability of carriers to overlay their own um, u- user interface on top of the Android operating system,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it makes the fragmentation even greater. Well, then when Google released Honeycomb, which was a tablet. Operating system. It was designed optimized for tablets, not for smartphones. They got even more criticism because now you have a smartphone operating system and a tablet operating system. Both of which are called Android. Yeah. So now the fragmentation is even worse. Well, ice cream sandwich moves to help resolve that in that ice cream sandwich is bringing together the operating system of the tablet and the smartphone. The ideally the ice cream sandwich operating system build of Android will run equally well on tablets and smartphones, and we will start to to uh, have a resolution of this fragmentation. Mm-hmm. And just in case you guys are curious, yeah, there are uh, Android tablets that are on the market that actually run older versions of the Android operating system, versions older than than Honeycomb.
1: Right. Yeah. So there
0: are some versions out there where uh, they're running the smartphone operating system on a tablet, and people were complaining about it. They said, you know, this is really doesn't feel like a tablet operating system. And that was that's why Honeycomb was you know, Google's answer to that. So, well, this is the optimized one. And now Ice Cream Sandwich is taking everything they've learned from designing smartphone operating systems and tablet operating systems and combining it into a single package. Mm-hmm. So in that way, it's similar to Apple's approach with iOS. Right, right. Um, and in another
1: comparison to iOS, and I, I know that I've uh, – well, I've read criticism lately about how uh, Android stands alone and shouldn't necessarily be compared to iOS, but it's, it, it's inevitable that it would draw these comparisons because they are the two leading operating systems, uh, for smartphones and tablets at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they, uh, they have said too that, um, uh, ice cream sandwich is designed to be more user friendly, uh, and easier for, uh, people who are not familiar with smartphone and tablet operating systems to get in. Um, you know, one of the, the strong points of Android is that it is more open and it has a lot of advanced features that, um, the iOS, uh, doesn't have or didn't have up until iOS 5. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, uh, some people cri- have criticized it for being so complex that newbies can't jump in and use it. Yeah. Um, uh, ice cream sandwich is supposed to, uh, to help with that. Um, one of the features I, I think that uh, people will really like, especially uh, new people, is the uh, face recognition for the unlocking of the phone.
0: Yeah, that's kind of cool. The idea here face is that unlock. yeah, you face unlock. You hold your phone up to your face, and they're you know, assuming that your phone has a front-facing camera, mm-hmm. uh, which the mine does. The Google Nexus, which is the the what they're talking, they're, they, that was the phone they featured uh Ice yeah. Cream Sandwich when when Google was actually talking about Ice Cream Sandwich. That was the phone they were using. Was uh, the, it's a Samsung phone, as I recall? Yeah and um so they would it, it has a front facing camera you hold it up to your face and assuming that you're in a a, a well lit area where the camera can actually detect the contours of your face it will unlock your phone once the facial recognition software verifies that it's you now this does raise some questions yeah like could you fool the facial recognition software by holding up a picture of someone and uh, like the person who owns that phone if you hold up a picture of that person To the camera on the phone, would the picture be enough to fool the facial recognition software? Because we have seen that happen in other devices that have facial recognition software. Mm -hmm. I'm reminded specifically of some vending machines in Japan that sold cigarettes. I remember that. And the cigarettes, uh, you know... The, there's an age limit. You, you have to be a certain age in order to purchase cigarettes legally. Yeah. And so, uh, but they, they found, and they, they, in order to get around that, you know, have, so that kids would not just walk up to the cigarette machine and buy cigarettes. They included a camera that would, uh, use some facial recognition software, not to identify someone, but to, to determine if that person was old enough. Yeah. Just looking for specific kind of features and saying, all right, well, this is someone who is clear, has some years under their belt, so they can smoke if they want to. Yeah. Don't, don't smoke kids. Uh, anyway, uh, they, they, it was discovered that if you just took a picture of an old person, and held the picture up to the camera, it would fool the camera and you could purchase as many, you know, smokes as you wanted. Right. Kids don't smoke. Don't, don't do it. Anyway, so the question is, could the facial recognition software on this, this uh, Google device be fooled by a picture? Also, what, what if, uh, what if you, what if you have an identical twin? Could the identical twin pick up your phone and then unlock it using his or right. her own face? Also, for those of us with ZZ Top-like facial hair, what happens if we shave? Are we no longer able to access our phone? Does it say, I don't recognize you. Go away for six months and come back and try again. <laughs> well, he's got legs and he knows, knows how, how to use, use them. <laughs> nice. Uh, but uh, but even even if that does happen, even if it gets to a point where, let's say, it's too dark, just a simple scenario. Yeah, yeah. It's too dark for it to work. You can still unlock your phone using one of the more uh traditional ways, like the the finger swipe type stuff where you have to draw a pattern or whatever. You can still do that. So it's not like you're going to be bricked out of your phone because you ended up, you know, changing your face around. I'm
1: reminded of that Muppet machine that would
0: do yeah, that for you. Where it would pull you pull the nose off and put on another one. You know you can actually do that at the Center for Puppetry Arts. They have a puppet thing where you can change out eyes and noses and mouths. It's awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a pretty cool feature. The, the facial recognition, I agree. Uh, also voice recognition technology has become, um, really important with Google. Now, it's interesting because this, this, this leads to comparisons with Apple's Siri, Siri. and Siri. And when I say Apple's Siri, Apple actually purchased the company that created Siri, but, you know, they're incorporating it into iOS. Oh, right. Um, now Siri is, has got a sense of humor and a personality. Mm-hmm. Sort of. I mean, it's artificial, but it's there. It's been programmed in. So well, mine has, is,
1: mine's artificial too. So.
0: <laughs> your, your personality is artificial? Yeah. I've often you hadn't I've noticed? Often thought, you know, felt it, thought it was, felt a little plastic. But, uh, they, the Google Voice version, there are ways where you can operate your phone through your, w- using just voice commands. Sure. Uh, just like you could with Siri, but there's not that sort of personality, that quirky sense there, and it's not as it's not as deeply integrated as it is with Apple's uh, product. But you can do a lot of that stuff on your Google phone. One of the things I thought was kind of cool, though, is that with an- uh, Android um, Ice Cream. Mm-hmm. It has real-time speech-to-text uh, uh, recognition. So if you hold up the phone and you're talking into it, you'll see your, your words start to appear on the screen as you're talking. Now, with older versions of Android, what would happen is you would you would activate your phone, you'd turn on the little microphone icon, and you would speak into your phone. You would stop speaking. You would get a little loading page as it was sending the data to the cloud to be analyzed, the cloud would send the data back down, and then you would see the result, and it would be whatever you said in full. Mm-hmm. So if you're dictating a fairly long email, then you're not going to get a chance to actually see what's coming up until you're done. Now with uh, Ice Cream Sandwich, what it's doing is it's doing real-time streaming. So it's streaming the data up as it's receiving it, hitting the cloud, analyzing it, and sending it back down while you're still talking. Right. So you could be dictating a very long email, and you're going to start seeing it appear after you start talking. Now that might actually be distracting for someone, but it's also a way to say like you can review what you're saying uh, immediately. They they also highlight words or underline words mm-hmm. that uh, that have a lot of homonyms. Especially with, depending upon the way you speak. Mm-hmm. So, if I say a word and, uh, and, you know, it's the way I say that word, maybe I get a little mush mouth syndrome going or something, but I say the word in such a way that it sounds like another word, uh, if Google's not sure, of the word you said, based upon its context and your pronunciation, you'll get this little underline under it. And if you click on the word, it'll give you multiple words to choose from that are homonyms of whatever it was you said. So you can pick the correct word for that particular context. Uh, so that's kind of cool that, you know, you, it's not just going to put in one word when you said something else. Oh, there, there, Jonathan. Yeah, there you go. No, no, there, Jonathan. There, there, Castle. Uh, so you don't get that because you still haven't seen that movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that 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 was one of the features that I thought was really cool. The facial recognition was neat. The voice recognition is neat. Uh, there's a lot of other uh, things that they've they've included with this update to the operating system. The camera now has some added functionality.
1: Yeah, that you can uh, you can edit a you, lot. You have a lot more uh, capacity to edit photos.
0: And you can edit stuff like the simple things like removing red eye and that kind of stuff, and cropping photos. But you can also do like the hipster layers where you make things look like posters and stuff and yeah. you're so hip. <laughs> <sighs>
1: Apparently Jonathan doesn't like that. But you
0: can also do uh, panoramic shots where mm-hmm. you hold the camera up and you start taking a photo and you just, uh, you pan to the left or to the right, uh, or even I guess across the sky if you wanted to and you, you, uh, wait until you get all the way to where you want to end and then what will happen is the, the, uh, ice cream sandwich has software in it that will allow it to stitch together all the, the various pictures that you've just taken by slowly panning. You don't have to do anything. The camera's doing it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'll p- stitch it together into a panoramic photo. That's pretty cool. Yeah. No, it's pretty neat. And uh, also it has the features that we've come to expect with a lot of the most recent digital cameras and smartphones, like, uh, tap to focus. So yeah. y- if you've got multiple, uh, multiple uh, um, things in a frame. You can tap one of them to to tell the camera this is what I actually want to take a picture of. This other stuff is kind of background. Yeah, and uh, that's helpful. And of course, like there's digital there. zoom and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and apparently the shutter speed is there's like no delay or very little lag between when you hit the camera and when the photo is taken, which is that's that's fantastic. Yeah. Have, I don't know. Have you ever used a a phone that had a camera where there was like a, a noticeable delay from when you tried to take a picture to when the picture was taken. Well, on my phone, it takes about a second. And that can it be, seems like. that can be enough for it to mess you up.
1: Yeah. I you mean, know it's I, not long, but, but it's, it's, it's long it's not enough. Like,
0: it's long enough so that you can miss a moment you were trying to capture. Or more frequently in my case, I'll take a photo, think that the photo's been taken, start to move the camera. And that's and when it the takes camera it, takes. It, yeah. And that so, I mean, I, I'm a victim of my own impatience there, but. This is, uh, the, with the ice cream sandwich, they've really optimized the, the camera software so that it'll take that photo much more quickly. Now, some of that's also going to depend on the hardware. And again, like we said, Android can be used across multiple kinds of hardware. So sometimes you'll, you'll come across an Android handset that might take phenomenal photos. Mm-hmm. And you might come up with another one where the photos just look grainy and, uh, just, there's the low resolution or they just don't, they just don't look good. And some of that is due to the hardware, uh, limitations. So, even though the software supports it, unless the hardware is comparable, you could still have a, a, a less than ideal experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some other stuff that they've included in ice cream sandwich, uh, there's anything else in, particular you wanted to talk about i was just going to start hitting some of the other features but if there's one or two that you really like we can c- focus on those uh-huh. well I,
1: mean, <laughs>
0: I see what you did there um, i think one of the ones that i've seen
1: most people interested in is uh android beam
0: oh yeah beam is pretty cool
1: yeah now i mean immediately when i saw that uh basically android beam gives you the ability to um uh, uh Give people information from your phone when it's in proximity to another one.
0: Yeah, and the the demo I saw, they actually had the two phones touch.
1: Yeah, back to back. Which reminds me of
0: bump. Yeah, it also reminded me of squirting. Yeah, the old the old uh, Microsoft Zune. Uh, so. So you, you might say, well,
1: that, you know, uh, we've had that for a while. You know, that's, that's, I hear that from both sides when somebody else introduces a feature. Oh, well, you know, a Siri. Oh, an Android. We, we, the Android people have had that for years. Yeah. Uh, well, sort of. Cut and paste. Yeah. <laughs> well, but in Android Beam, you know, you, I thought of Bump, and I thought, well, you know, that's not something. In fact, Bump is just, you know cross-platform. Yeah. Uh, however, this is this is more than just that, though. You can transfer all kinds of files. Yeah. Um, with Android Beam, and,
0: and they've built it into the API so that developers can create applications that take advantage of this. So here here's some examples that you could use this this uh, technology. Let's say, all right, basic example. Uh, I have I am listening to a song on uh on a on Pandora or something like that and they Pandora's built in the API where I can actually share my playlist with someone else or my station with someone else and, mm-hmm. and Chris has a, the same kind of a he has a phone that also has this capability. Right now, by the way, Google Nexus is the only phone that can do this because you have to have near field communication. Yeah, built and, into it. And yeah, um, yeah. and yeah. But as we see more NFC phones come out from uh, using Android, then I'm sure we'll see this used in, in various handsets. Yeah, and hopefully, it will be completely compatible across all handsets, so that way, I'm not limited to just. Other people who own the same type of phone that I do. Right. All right. So let's say that uh, I've got this song or this playlist playing and I want to share it with Chris and I hold it up to his phone and then now his, his Pandora has access to the same playlist, the same station mm-hmm. that I have created. Uh, that's a simple application. Or the one that I saw in the demo was that I was, you know, someone's watching a YouTube video, they hold their phone up to someone else's phone and now the uh, second phone picks up and, and is able to watch that YouTube video at the same time. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. But let's, uh, let's say, let's put it into a game. Okay. Let's say that you've got a game on your, uh, on your, your phone that is, uh, let's say it's a role playing game. Okay. And it's a role playing game where it's essentially a massively multiplayer role playing game, but, you know, with limited interaction with other characters. And then I hold up my phone to your phone and our characters meet and exchange stuff so that we, each of our characters comes out stronger than they were before. Mm-hmm. And that that's kind of a cool little feature that you could you could build into a game using this um this this technology. Uh now there's other stuff too, you know, you can transfer notes and you can uh do all sorts of things. It's it's a neat uh, way of being able to to manage data without having to set up an email or or some sort of uh file sharing service. Um it makes it really quick and simple. Mhm. And because it's using near-field communication, it's it's secure in the sense that you don't have to worry about, you know, you're transferring this across a public Wi-Fi hotspot or something. Right. It's, you know, unless someone's right up on you and has some way of being able to read your, your communication, then you're you're pretty much okay.
1: Yeah, if somebody's running uh, to you trying to touch your phone with theirs, that may be
0: a, yeah, a sign that, that something is wrong. That's an indicator that... There, you may need to pay attention to what's going on around you.
1: I'm on base. You can't tag me. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, that that was another feature that, that I'd seen a lot of people talking about. Yep. Um, let's see. Let's see. There's the um, – go ahead. I was going to say the app management, too, is supposed to be improved. Yep. Um, one of the concerns that a lot of Android users have is that uh, – uh, that they have little knowledge of all the stuff that's running on their phone, and they all of a sudden they have no battery because they have sixty three apps running, and yeah. you know I don't need that thing open. Uh, why is it still running? I told it to close. Um, yeah. and I, I find that kind of frustrating with my Android phone. Yeah, have but,
0: you have you seen some of the screens for the uh, data management? No, I actually haven't. They really get they drill down. Because what will happen is, let's say that, let's say that you are just curious to see how you, um, how you've been using, like how much data you've been using. Right. That's a concern too, because a lot of plans have a limit on how much data you can use per month. Mm -hmm. But, uh, not every phone is, uh, not every operating system makes it easy to determine how much data you're using. Right. Well, uh, Ice Cream Sandwich has a built-in where you can go into a data management app and take a look, and you'll see how much data you've used up to that point, and it'll even break it down and show you which apps are using the most data and when. Now, I would really like to have that option right now. And, it, yeah, it does it as line graphs. It does it as pie charts. It gives you really a good idea of where your data usage is coming from. And if you want, you know, a lot of – uh if you have a cap on your data limit and you don't want to go over it, you can actually set a hard stop on your data usage. And when your data usage hits that, that's it. it your phone won't let you use data unless you – override the limit you've set. Nice. So that way you don't have to worry about, oh, it's getting close to the end of the month and suddenly your phone tells you, no, you don't want to do this because if you do, you're going to be paying, uh, a, a truckload of money and overage fees. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Things that allow you to manage your apps better so that you, you maximize your battery life and you, you don't go over your data limit. Those are really thoughtful, uh, um, Features. You want to know another small, small feature
1: that's related to that that I really like the idea of? What's that? I understand that with Ice Cream Sandwich, if you have a device from a carrier that has bundled a whole bunch of stuff on your phone that you don't want, that it will allow you to uninstall anything from your phone.
0: Wow. See, right
1: now, unless I root my phone, I cannot remove three or four applications that I never use that my – that are on your Provider phone. Yeah. put on there, and I, I can't get off.
0: I have the same. I've got a few. I've got a few apps that are on my phone that I never use. I don't imagine I will use, but I can't uninstall them unless I root my phone. And I don't do. I people often ask me why I don't root my phone because I'm a tech guy. Uh, I don't root my phone because I use my phone so frequently for so many things that I don't want to run into the situation where uh i have a, a a fatal crash and i have to restart from uh factories you know go back to factory settings and i i don't want an instance where that happens and it throws me off yeah uh that's the problem is because i use my phone for everything i mean i use it for work stuff and i use it for my own personal use it it is my personal phone uh but right. i use it for i use it for everything so i can't i don't want to take the risk of uh rooting something and then and then uh having an app muck it up
1: yeah, I just I need it to work when I need it to work and not yes. Know, through so through some stuff, fault of my own. <laughs> yeah,
0: another another thing that's interesting. Uh, hardware buttons uh, they're gone. Oh yeah. You know instead mm-hmm. of um there's there's a little section at the very bottom of the screen when you're looking at. It. By the way, the the Google Nexus has an enormous screen. It's like four point six inches. Yeah. Um for for a smartphone that's pretty big. But at the bottom of the screen you'll have a back button uh, and like a file button mm-hmm. and the home button. Um, there's no more menu button uh, down there, as there were with older Android phones. And these are not actual button buttons. They're on the screen, and when you get into certain views, those just fade away. So they're contextual yes, as well. Yes, they are contextual buttons. Uh, so that's a little different. That's actually kind of neat because it gives you even more screen space, and uh, that makes apps you know more, more useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, there's... Some other basic uh, housekeeping type stuff like folder creation, which is something that Apple folks have been using for a while now. Mm-hmm. But uh, the way you create a folder in an Android ice cream phone is that you can um, uh, drag a an icon of an app on top of another icon mm-hmm. and let go, and it will automatically group those two icons together in a folder, and then you can name the folder whatever you want. Right. So you could put all your social apps in one folder and call it social. And that way you've, you know, you manage that. You don't have a cluttered screen on your, on your smartphone when you open it up. Right. Um, so yeah, there's lots of other neat little features like that. I'm sure we're going to learn more as we get closer. Oh, one of the most important things that, uh, I heard was that, um, that apparently, uh, if your, if your phone can run, uh, Android 2.3, mm-hmm. which is gingerbread. Yes it will be able to run Ice Cream Sandwich.
1: That's what I understand.
0: And so that Ice Cream Sandwich will be released for all the phones that can run Gingerbread. Uh, although the schedule of that release date is is largely up to the actual carriers, so some of us may be waiting around this time next year for Gingerbread, finally.
1: <laughs> Someone's <laughs> well, looking
0: at, directly at me when well, he says that. While other people have Ice Cream Sandwich. Um, well, hey, to be fair, I have not had gingerbread for very long. Yeah. And uh and ice cream sandwich is now going to be the next new thing. And hopefully they will really roll this out. It's not just the carriers either, it's also the the handset manufacturers. There's, yeah. there's a lot of, of uh work that goes into rolling out the updates to the operating system.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh I, I can only hope that they will incorporate this as quickly as they can. Because uh, I would love to get my uh, hands on some of these features. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff. I mean, I don't know that my hardware could support everything that uh, Ice Cream Sandwich prom- promises, but uh, I would at least like the chance to try it out.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would too. Um, of
0: course, I need Gingerbread first. Um, I I thought of one other little thing I forgot to mention. Yeah, which is not a huge deal for most people, but it's um, it's nice. Uh, you can resize widgets now. Oh, okay. So you know, you get a widget, yeah, you put nice. it on your screen. Yeah, if you, which is great, depending on you know the size of screen you have. You might not have a Google Nexus, which has that enormous screen, and right. you might want you know, well, I just need enough of this widget to show like a Gmail widget. You might want it to show just one email message at a mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and so you you can actually resize the window so it does that, and it and you that frees up more desktop space or. Phone top, space. <laughs> so phone top can, space, so that you can that you can put other uh, apps up there, mm-hmm. and you know that 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 applies across to uh, all the widgets. Uh, and this was kind of, I think that was something that they carried over from Honeycomb that you could do that on the Android tablets, right. but you couldn't do it on the smartphones until Ice Cream Sandwich rolled around. Interesting. Or plopped around. I guess Ice Cream Sandwiches don't really roll.
1: Not really. Well, it depends a, on
0: the shape. I guess if you get a round one.
1: Yeah, I've seen some round ones. Yeah. So I yeah, think- but
0: it, it's it's promising though. Yeah. Uh,
1: the operating system, I think, is is really maturing. Yep. Uh, with these with these new features, and um, you know, I, I think this is definitely a step forward, and uh, it's probably not as much of a shot across the bow to iOS as it is to uh, Microsoft and BlackBerry.
0: Yeah. Um, well... F- Black- as far as keeping why up, why even keep shooting BlackBerry? <laughs> I mean, they're sinking on their own well I was enough. Say they've <laughs>
1: shot themselves in the foot, right? Yeah, they're, they're,
0: they're plugging more holes in that boat than <laughs> there's more holes than boat at this point. Yeah, uh, maybe they'll turn it around though. Like we said in our, our Rim podcast, it may very well turn out that BlackBerry gets the last laugh. But right now, I just don't think that that's necessarily someone you go after. I guess I guess what Google could go after is. To try and get into the enterprise market, yeah, that's where BlackBerry really still is firmly entrenched. So, if Google can do that, now, granted, most of these, uh, these, these features that we've talked about are really aimed at consumers. I yeah, mean, these definitely. These are really consumer-friendly features. But yeah. uh,
1: for example, the face the face unlock, yeah. is not going to work for enterprise. No, um, because if it can be fooled, and there's proprietary information on that phone.
0: Yeah, that's that's, that's what good. we call a bad thing. A bad thing. Yeah. So, yeah, there we'll we'll have to see, but uh I am interested to see how this turns out. I mean, I am an Android phone user, so of course I'm yep. I'm eager to to get hold of this on one of my own devices or maybe my next Android phone will just natively support it. It'll still be a while. I'm under contract for another year. So, <laughs> it'll take a little bit before I upgrade.
1: Yeah, your next phone will be running Jelly Bean yeah. or whatever it is it's going to be starting with
0: K yeah maybe it'll be like I don't know koala custard with a K <laughs> koala custard no that'd be that, I guess that would be an Ubuntu thing yeah
1: a closer to it
0: yeah anyway well that'll wrap up this discussion oh uh, did you hear what their new typeface is called Roboto regato. alright everyone That wraps up our discussion about Android ice cream sandwich. Um, I hope all of you enjoyed this. If you have a request for a specific topic that you would like us to tackle, let us know on Facebook or Twitter. Our handle there is H S W, Or you can shoot us an email. That email address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com. And Chris and I will talk to you again really soon.